This week, we look at hockey's ugliest mascots, and is November too soon to celebrate Christmas? Joining us today is a a regular rap panel. Joining me is Leah Halive, TV reporter and radio host. Hello, Leah. Hello, Jazz. Hello, and Sarah Daniels, a real estate agent in South Surrey. She's an author and broadcaster as well. Welcome, Sarah. What's happening, hot stuff? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell you what's happening. Harvey the Hound is happening. It turns out NHL fans are not fans of the Calgary Flames mascot, ranking him dead last in a poll of favorite team mascots across the league. It was a survey conducted by uh, NewYork.bet, which is an online sports betting site, and they polled Canadians and American fans, uh, all things uh, related to mascots, and they said that the Saddledome mainstay was the least popular character in the league. It came out in number 32 of 32 teams. Finn of the Vancouver Vancouver Canucks ranked 21st. So, you know, we, we, we weren't last. We did okay. Uh, I think the folks, uh, the mascots they liked, by the way, was uh, the Detroit, Pist- uh, Detroit Pistons. That's a basketball team. Detroit Red Wings. Uh, 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 I guess it's Al the Octopus uh, was one of their favorites. Uh, so there you go. I know. An act octopus. Weird. There you go. So uh, I want to ask, uh, Leah, let me start with you first of all. What makes a good mascot in your mind? Well, definitely not the Philadelphia Flyers gritty. Have you seen that thing? That thing is scary as heck. Like, (laughs) adults are scared of that thing, I'm telling you. I think if you're going to go with a mascot, it needs to be fluffy and cute. It has to have a good face. Like, I think it needs to have a good face for kids. Definitely not gritty. Harvey, I think, was actually not bad. And Finn is cool, too. I've worked with Finn, actually, personally, myself. But I think he's a cool mascot. But I think that it has to be something cute, doesn't it? Yes. Something scary, right? Exactly. How about you, How about you, Sarah? I mean, do they annoy you, uh, mascots, or, they, or do, you, do you think that there's a use I'm, for them? I'm bringing this all local because people may or may not know, but back in the 90s, I used to drive the Rock 101 Cruiser. Oh. And when you drive the nice. Cruiser... You go to events, etc. And, and Rock 101 did not have a ma- mascot, but our arch enemy at the time was 99.3 The Fox. Oh. And I always, <laughs> the, the, now this is nothing against the radio station or any of the employees, but I have to say that the C Fox Fox in person was a little bit problematic because I felt, <laughs> seriously, I, I think he was a little touchy, touch, wasn't he? It was, it was the, the, aside from the person <laughs> who might be in it, that suit was maybe dry cleaned once in the early 70s. <laughs> no. I mean, it like dogs lifted their legs on it, ice cream oh. got spilled on it. It kind of looked, it didn't look like a, a fluffy, cute fox. It looked more like a fox that might have rabies or like at the very least a wet dog. And, and it was the 90s, so the, the fox smelled like pot a lot of the time. And, <laughs> and, and the, you know, the fox would be handing out whatever and go up to little children and scare the bejesus out of them. <laughs> so I'm bringing it on a local level. Literally, you've got to be fluffy and cute. It's why little kids yeah. are frightened of clowns and why Santa Claus for a lot of kids is frightening as well. But the sea fox fox and the people of sea fox, you know I love you. But that thing needed to be laundered and it needed to be fluffier. I and saw it. Could it. Not, and it could not smell like it had just spent the night at one of they the local nightclubs. Yeah. I, I actually saw it down the hall earlier this week. <laughs> No, yeah, it's it still there. Like I will I will take a picture and send it to you. I promise you I did see it. Now, oh my god. Here, here, here's my question. If you had to design uh, um uh, a mascot that is reflective of Vancouver today and all our foibles as a culture, as people. What, 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 what would you, what would you want to, uh, so what, if you had to design it today, what would that mascot be? 
Who would it be? Who, who are you asking? I'm asking you, <laughs> Leah. Okay. So I thought long and hard. I have two. Okay. So the first one could be rain, just a raindrop because we're rain Cooper, right? We get lots of rain. <laughs> yeah. Or my favorite, we could go with it, a mascot just wearing, uh, wearing saying, go home since we are the no fun city. So yeah. Just go home on the yep. front, right? And that's it. That's our mascot. That could work. How about you, Sarah? Right? Well, I mean, you know, it's gone now, but I thought we could have Barney the Barge. You know, Oh, that would be good. Barney the Barge, you know, just (laughs) basically plopping down wherever the hell he wants to and calling it a day. (laughs) (laughs) Until the good citizens of Vancouver took it apart and sent the bill to somebody who's not going to pay it, because we all know that's going to (laughs) happen. And after that, I mean, yeah, like a snow-capped rain, um, like, like, oh, a a tiny little Lego house with a price tag saying $1 million on it for the overpriced. (laughs) This is coming from a realtor. This is coming from a realtor. I know the joke, too. <laughs> I'd probably have I like a, Barney the Barge though. Barney the Barge. If the Barge was still here, it would be Barney that the Barge. That would be good. I'd probably have like a millennial wearing Lulu Lemon, and I just call him <laughs> Pete the Protester, and he'd be yes. a professional protester. You know, you could take him out to yes. events, or you know, if you'd really need the attention, just to stand at the Landsgate Bridge blocking traffic exactly. in the morning. The cause, <laughs> the cause is not important. It's just the fact that you're there. Exactly. Exactly. So That's what Pete, we're known Pete for. the Protester wearing expensive Lulu Lemon and <laughs> not trying how. I like, yeah, yeah. And he just, he, he, he doesn't know how the economy works. It doesn't matter. He just, he's going to You yell go, at him. For yeah. my, you and honestly, yeah. <laughs> well, for my years as a traffic reporter, I could never understand why people closed down bridge traffic because oh, I knew they got people attention. It. But the thing is, it's not the right kind of attention. People now no. hate you and want to have nothing to do with your cause. They're not it's reading your sign. They're yelling at you. Well, we're, we're, <laughs> exactly. at that, we're at that point now where they get out of their cars and they move the protesters, which we saw in Lionsgate yeah. Bridge. So it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a different... Which has all kinds of legal uh, you know, issues surrounding it. <laughs> Ramifications. Them, right? uh, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up next <laughs> is November. Too soon to celebrate Christmas. That's next on The Wrap. We are talking to our rap panelia alive and Sarah Daniels. Uh, during the break, Phil Figueroa, our producer, actually had an extra extra thing that uh, Pete, the protester, could do. He actually carried glue with him, and he can glue himself to surfaces too if required. So, thanks for that uh, bit of advice, there, uh, Pete. Well, last week. I think it was a Saturday, I was going through Instagram and uh, the actress Millie Bobby Brown uh, had posted a video where she was uh, decorating her Christmas tree. I mean, like fully decorated. Christmas was like literally the next day or something. It looked really nice. She had the Mariah Carey song playing, all of it. Uh, And then I came into the office Monday saying, when is it too early? Now, I'm probably going to be putting up lights this weekend, uh, getting ready for Christmas. Then we asked the question, when is too early. Well, as we were talking about the issue uh, here in our office, uh, the producer of this show, Stephen Chang, uh, who um, grew up in the Philippines, uh, took it to another level when he told me what early means when it comes to Christmas preparation. Take a listen to Steve. Jazz, where I'm from, as a Filipino man myself, Mm -hmm. we celebrate Christmas starting in the Burr months. And by the Burr months, I mean any month that ends in the last three letters b-e-r so we go as early as september the christmas decorations go up the trees go up as early as september that is how i grew up in the philippines that is what i witnessed and you know what maybe still to this day 
So, Leah, let me ask you first. Uh, September is our good friend Stephen says is when uh, his family would put up decorations. I was shocked that Millie Bobby Brown, like I said, it was it was a beautiful Christmas scene, a beautiful tree, but it was mid November. When is too early? Or maybe the better question is when do you start well, celebrating Christmas? Well, Leah and I, I are on the same guys, page. Leah and yeah, I are on I, the same page. There we go. So you guys saw my I thought you guys saw my Twitter post. I put mine up this week too. So my outside lights are already up. <laughs> and uh, my Good Christmas tree is going up this Sunday, but it has to be after Remembrance Day. To me, yes. after Remembrance Day, then I'm all good. You're good. Before Remembrance Day, I don't know, you know, for me personally, to each his own. But for me, it has to be after Remembrance Day. And then it's guns blazing. They're going up. Yeah, it's <laughs> no going up. And you're the same, Sarah? I had everything ready to go starting November the 12th. And I fully agree See? with you on this yep. one. I, before remembrance to me, <laughs> before remembrance day to me is completely disrespectful. It upsets me because I, I, I realize that you know, I mean, the last major war that we fought in, I mean, there was the Korean War, etc. But really, was World War Two, and and there are few, if not any, veterans left, and there's not as many people on the corners with poppies anymore. I had to really search mm-hmm. to get mine this year, and I won. I, I constantly wonder, as somebody who loves history. If if that is being forgotten for all the wrong reasons, because we you know take our freedoms for granted, and so it does mm-hmm. upset me if I'm like I mean literally it was bad enough that I went into Winners and Home Sense like in early October to find out you know uh, Halloween stuff and it was all gone for Christmas stuff. It really bothers me that, that I, I really feel that there's a, a lack of respect for Remembrance Day. I know that that's not the conversation we meant to have. Yeah. But, nope. To yeah. me, it's, it, it, you really need to be respectful of the people that gave their lives for our freedom. No, I, yeah. Yeah, I, would just, I would totally agree with both of you on the issue of Remembrance Day. And having um, uh, you know, gone to Afghanistan and, yeah. uh, and, and actually uh, you know, done, you know, gone out on patrols with Canadian troops, uh, in one case, um, we lost uh, somebody who uh, I was on a patrol with. Uh, literally, uh, I finished a patrol, oh. went back to Canada, and literally a week later, that very individual died while they were still doing what they do it's best, just, which is protect. Yeah, so you're absolutely horrible. right yeah. on that, yeah. Um, in regards to this year, though, Leah, let me ask you, do you think people, and, and maybe it is because of COVID that we're actually decorating earlier, wanting to get out and, and just sort of have that, uh, you know, yeah. that tradition, family, all of that, maybe COVID's probably brought it on as well. 100%. I think people want to sit, like do something exciting, have fun with their family, and celebrate it because they really couldn't for the last few years. Like I didn't see my family for the last few years on Christmas Day. So this year we will, which will be the first year. So it would be nice. And I think that's what everybody's excited about. But the question you need to ask, Jazz, is when do we take them down on the end of January? <laughs> February. <laughs> if I see icicle lights in July, I'm I'm gonna lose it. Why do people do that? What is with that? First of all, icicle lights. I'm sorry. Send your emails to me. I'm fine with it. Icicle lights are ugly and they must be stopped. That's yeah. just Aww. that's the way it is. They are horrifying. But but yeah, there there is a point. But I the thing, I think the reason too is that I I mean I for me that like Christmas is really about giving and and Christmas is really about small kids. I don't care if I get anything for Christmas, but I love. The tree and, the, you know, the, and, uh. and all the decorations and just, you know, the idea of giving. I know that I sound like an old grump half the time, and I am, but <laughs> the whole point of Christmas what? is really for kids who I don't want around the rest of the time. 
I'm all fine with on Christmas. Yeah, I, 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 I love looking at lights, going and driving around and yeah, looking at lights. Yeah, that yeah. I absolutely love. It's it yeah. is uh, you know for my family certainly the best time of the year uh, for sure. I, I, I do want to ask you. We got about a minute left, uh, Sarah. It, it does. We're off on a bit of a tangent, but we did a segment yesterday on Christmas tree <laughs> shortages in this province. We've gone from about 500 farms in BC that actually you know grow these trees down to about 400. As some of these uh, individuals are just older now yeah. and they're sold off their properties. I think partially in it, it, the last couple of years, it's just been in the, yeah. the weather as well and it takes about you know six seven years to, to get a tree to a point where they can actually sell it um do you still do the live trees Sarah, or do you I, do the pre-lit trees that you can find I, have, the entire? I have a i have a pre-lit tree but i gotta say this is the other thing about supply chains i was in canadian tire just recently i bought my tree when i moved back from toronto like four years ago and I think pre-lit, it was, you know, at Walmart or something, it was $199, which wasn't bad. Yeah. Now I'm seeing, like, the really crappy ones for, like, $399, $450. The oh, wow. prices, because mm. a lot of them do come from overseas. There's a whole bunch of supply chain issues. They're super pricey, so I'm wondering whether people will revert back to that natural tree. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. I always feel badly when I have to when I had when we had the natural tree. It's like now it's Christmas is over and it was dying and it was like left out front. I was like, oh my god, the poor tree. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Leah, Sarah, thank you so much for your time today. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. You too, you guys. guys too. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.